0: This is The Real Footy Podcast. Thanks for joining us to wrap up the fourth day of trade period. My name's Andrew Wu and I'm joined by Peter Ryan. How are you, Pete?
1: Uh, Very well. It feels like the 40th day of trade period, but it's the fourth day and hasn't been exactly fast-paced.
0: No, we've got a few more days to go still. Correct. Correct. Uh, before we get into the news of the day in terms of trade, uh, the story of the day, Clayton Oliver. Tell us what you know, Pete.
1: Well, he's been obviously a name in the news for the last couple of weeks, but uh, Melbourne Football Club put out a statement earlier today that Clayton Oliver was admitted to Footscray Hospital today. Um, he had a medical episode, but he's completed a number of tests and has been discharged and he's recovering at home, which is good news. There's not a lot... We can say beyond that, um, except that it uh, ends a, well, it doesn't necessarily end, but it's uh, part of an ongoing story with Clayton Oliver that was in the news last week when uh, discussions about whether he might be up for trade or not was dominating the news cycle. And Melbourne obviously put out a statement even last week about um, being emphatic that he wasn't up for trade and they were going to work with him. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting time and hopefully he recovers well.
0: Yep. We wish him well. On to the trade news then. Uh our uh, first topic, we'll first play, we'll go into uh Asava Rattigalea. And Will he get to Port Adelaide? Because we uh, we can see that Geelong are playing a bit of a hard game. Uh they've had a crack at Ollie Lord as part of the deal. Um I mean mm. another scenario is I mean with Port Adelaide take him in the draft with pick 24, put their money where their mouth is in terms of the value. I think he'll end up at Port Adelaide. I
1: don't think there's any
0: doubt about that. He's got a long-term
1: offer from Port Adelaide. He wants to get to Port Adelaide. He tried to get there last year when he was in contract and couldn't quite make it. This year he's out of contract. They've put up pick 24 um, and Geelong's obviously rejected that. In its first phase, they've also had a crack at, as we said, Ollie Lord, who's a Geelong grammar and has... Obviously, relations um, with his, I think it's his grandfather, Alistair Lord, that played for the Cats. Um, so that's a reasonable question for them to ask. But he's still got a year to run in his contract with Port Adelaide and kicked four goals in their final against Brisbane and was probably their best player on that night. So
0: Looks a good player in the making as well. A real he can, competitor. If you can fix his kicking.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so it was quite a reasonable question for the Cats to ask. Um, yeah, I reckon there's still a bit of work to go in negotiating that deal. 24 may not be enough, but Port Adelaide are pretty good at getting deals done eventually, and no one really wants him to have to walk to the draft. Um, obviously least of all Port Adelaide, but even Geelong, I think he's been a really good servant at that club in terms of he's well-liked, he hasn't done anything wrong and he's he certainly came back this year after getting the trade request rejected and put in and played some good football for them, albeit found himself out of the team at the end of the year. So eventually, I think by Wednesday night, they'll get something done.
0: Well, I think about it, after round eight or ten, he was second in their best and fairest, so he had a, certainly had a good start to the season. Pick 24 seems to be a pretty good offer from... It does, well, like.
1: but I, but when you say he was second in their best and fairest before injury started, you can see why they're um, mm. uh, saying he's a player that we would love to keep. Um, but he's going there for the right reasons, which is opportunity and a longer-term deal. And I don't think anyone much would deny him that, particularly given that Jack Henry... Uh, Sam DeConing as well, yeah. Sam DeConing, Jake Collajasny, Tom Stewart, they've got a lot of players in that back half, um, albeit the depth's important. Um, twenty okay. Although, look, it's okay. It's it's probably about right. Yeah, it's never a completely fair value, is there?
0: And probably against Radically at Geelong is the fact that De Koning's young, Henry's young as well. So yep. they're the future. I mean, if one of them was say a thirty year old, then maybe Radically is getting more opportunities. So
1: well, Radically, yeah, and he wasn't in the team. They didn't. They couldn't mm. find a spot for him at the end of the season. So he's, if he was in the team at the end of the season. Um, you'd say, why are you going? Why don't you stay? But he wasn't there and you can see that Port Adelaide had kept up that interest throughout the season and managed to convince him to go over there. He's also really good mates with uh, Quentin Arkell who's over at Port Adelaide. So um, that's a minor um, attraction for him, but it actually helps settle in.
0: And Port definitely need the cover as well. I mean, oh, it's really absolutely. a leer, leer or bust back there f- for them with what well, Jonas has retired and McKenzie's undersized. Yeah,
1: so. and they've got Tom Cleary who's... Interesting, he's got two years to run on his contract, Um, and you'd think that Port Adelaide would probably pay some of his deal if they could find an interested party, but there's not a lot of clubs who are showing a lot of interest in Tom Cleary, who's a reasonable defender, hasn't had a great record against Tom Hawkins, so I'm not sure the Cats (laughs) will be firing up to get him, but... Um, Has
0: he got a good record against everyone else? <laughs> well, that's true. He doesn't true. have to play on top, <laughs> no, other true. than training.
1: No, that's true. But anyway, I mean, I'm just throwing his name up as a potential circuit breaker, as Jack Crisp once was for the Dane Beams, to Brisbane deal, and didn't that turn out okay?
0: <laughs> okay, on to our second player, Harrison Petty, uh, the Melbourne defender turned forward. Is Adelaide any chance of getting him back to South Australia? What do you think?
1: Uh, any chance, you'd have to say they any chance, like they are a slim chance, probably not this trade period though, it's unlikely as the list managers say, more unlikely than likely, they were keen on him and obviously keen on him um, to be involved with the Shane McAdam deal, Um, Justin Reid the Adelaide list manager was quite adamant that they would prefer a player to a pick uh, in exchange for McAdam, Um, I'm not sure about the details of the offer but certainly there was some big has um, been bandied around for trying to get Harrison Petty back to South Australia, which is where he's from.
0: They'd be getting him back to play defence as well, wouldn't they?
1: Yeah, well, they looked obviously they've lost Tom Dudo, but they also looked at Mason Redman. You remember mm. they were well and truly into him. Um, they probably would love a player such as him. They've also got Tex Walker, who's nearing the end of his career, um, and Petty can play both ends. So, and he's he's. I don't know this for a fact, but it's been reported that his girlfriend's from Adelaide, and therefore there might be some attraction to get back there. and uh, He's still got two years to run on his contract, though. Melbourne need him. I mean, that's why. Yeah, they're, they're not getting. To.
0: They're not becoming a better side next year with no. Petty going to Adelaide. So yeah, no doubt. They've got to keep So him. I think slim chance, but unlikely. Mm. Can I mean, Adelaide got picked nine. Yep. In the draft, I mean, is that a lure for Melbourne to, as they try and? get higher up the order to, to make a play for number one?
1: That's a good point, and you'd think it would be, yeah. But, she's Adelaide, would you be handing over pick nine for Harrison Petty? Maybe. Well, I mean, they've got the bricks ha- in place, haven't it, they, beyond yeah. that? So they might be uh, tempted to do something if they got something back. Um, Yeah, I mean, that adds another 5% chance of it happening.
0: Yeah, but even, even if Melbourne got pick nine... With pick six, and is there another pick in there as well? Um, yeah, uh, they've got a couple of picks. Yeah. Is that enough they've to get... six pick and nine... eleven at the moment. Is that enough to get... Oh, six, nine, eleven, but even still, if I'm West Coast, I'm not giving pick one away for six, nine, eleven. Really? No, you'd give it away for six. You'd be tempted for six
1: and eleven and something else if you wanted two players and you thought you could get your players. Oh, I'd like,
0: I'd like the first pick to be a bit higher.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Six and nine, I would, and maybe a little bit more, I'd take for pick one if you didn't think Harley Reid was going to remain at West Coast and you thought you could get Daniel Curtin, which is a chance, Mm. and another quality player. Most of the recruiters tell you that after pick fifty or after the first 15 picks, it falls away pretty quickly, and that's even including the Gold Coast 3 Academy graduates. So the pool is not very deep this season.
0: Hmm. On to Tyler Brockman, Hawthorne's Tyler Brockman, who Mm. wants to head home to Fremantle. Um, No, he wants to head home to West West Coast. Western Australia, sorry. (laughs) And he wants to go to West Coast. Yeah, Um,
1: but Fremantle have offered him a four-year deal, so they're trying to actually get involved in this, but Brockman's preference is to go to the Eagles, which is not unreasonable because he knows he'll get a game at that club, and they've been the ones that have targeted him for a long way out. Um, the Dockers have obviously got keen with Lockie shields potentially walking out the door um, and have made an offer to Brockman, but it, it rarely happens. I think Mitch Clark's probably the last one I can remember where a player was headed for one club and then changed tack midway through the trade period. Um, again, it's a possibility with Brockman, but I would say all eyes are on him going to the Dockers and the other thing with that is that Hawthorne Hawthorne are keen to get Fremantle involved because it makes uh, whoever gets him pay up more at the um, at the trade table Mm. having said that they're keen on potentially they're still keen on uh, the Eagles number one pick so they're not Keen to do anything in a hurry with Tyler Brockman because they think that if the Eagles were even to slightly consider taking pick four and perhaps a future first plus Tyler Brockman for pick one, they might he might be uh, you know steak knives for the one of a better phrase um, <laughs> to help with that.
0: deal. So, so you've got Brockman going to the Eagles. The Eagles, yeah. Okay, they're
1: the they're the club that he wants to get to. There's no question about that. The only issue is. Um, uh, whether he would change his mind which I don't think he would or whether um, it becomes too hard to get to the Eagles and he's got this firm off from the Dockers and decides that's the way to go but I can't see that happening at the moment
0: That's a good segue for uh, with, with Brockman into Lockie Schiltz and, and Fremantle uh, where, w- When will the Pies and the Dockers finalise that deal for Lockie Schiltz? Before Wednesday of next week <laughs> <laughs> Uh
1: When is a difficult question to answer Collingwood are aware that they have to pay up for him Um, I think they've got pick 19 which they know will form the basis of the deal and they know they're going to have to pay a little bit extra so it's a matter of what the Dockers think is acceptable there's some family reasons that Schiltz wants to get back to Victoria Collingwood's identified him and, and put forward a strong offer they're in contract. Lockie Schiltz is in contract. The Dockers don't want to lose him. Is pick 19 enough? It's a debate you could have for a long time. It probably is. He's a really good player, but you know, it's still a first-round pick. He's got um, a
0: fifth and a sixth in the last two best and fairest, kicking 30 and 33 goals. He's a, he's a really so he's a quality player. forward. Yeah, He'll I make them better.
1: Yeah, and if you had pick 19 on its own, it's not enough. I 100% agree with that. Um, and I know that Collingwood, when it uh, became clear that Schultz was happy to go to Collingwood, one of the discussions was that, you know, don't muck around with this deal if you're going to get him. If you want to get him, it's pretty hard to wrench him out of the club with a year remaining on his contract. It's not obviously ideal for the Dockers, and Schultz doesn't want to do the wrong thing by the Dockers either, really apart from leaving, but you know what I mean, he wants yeah, to be yeah. well compensated. Um, so don't muck around. And I think the Pies are of that mindset. Let's try and get a fair deal.
0: What do you think is a fair deal? 19 and...
1: Well, they got 19 and 33, which they got from Taylor Adams. Even then, I don't think that's necessarily enough. Um, 19 and 33, look, they could try and throw in a player. It's just whether a player's willing to go.
0: That's quite a high price for Shorts. I'm surprised it take that much to get him uh, for Collingwood to get him
1: yeah maybe I mean they've offered him a long term deal he's only 25 as as you said he's kicked 63 goals they're coming off a premiership they haven't got a lot of holes in their list they've got a really strong young list they've got the Dacos brothers and they've got a lot of collateral if things maybe it's one of those
0: this is one of those situations where you should go overs given, given where you are um, in terms of your list build or how close you are to a flag, which is very close for Collingwood having having just one. And lead. remember,
1: everyone thinks the drafts, you know, weeks. not not the right word, but it's not very deep as we've said. Yeah, so big 19, 15, yeah, isn't you know, it isn't what it may be in our other drafts. So um, I don't think it's an unreasonable request to have a fair bit on top of that. And Doesn't... and the other thing is Justin Longmuir is going. What I think he's got two years left on his contract, m- maybe two. Maybe yeah, he
0: well, he needs he needs some wins next year, and so he needs some senior yeah. personnel coming in. So.
1: Absolutely, so I could see why he'd be going for Brockman or going for someone else.
0: Mm. Why hasn't Jade Gresham to Essendon happened yet, and is that holding up for Liam Henry and Nick Cofield trades? Uh, well, I think just before we walked in here, we were thinking that the Nick
1: Coffield trade was progressing reasonably well. I don't think the Saints and the Dogs will take too long to wind that up. Um, The trade Gresham to Essendon is a really interesting one because obviously the Saints have said they will match it if they don't get an end of first round pickers' compensation, and Essendon do not want to trade for him under any circumstances. So they are trying to craft a deal that is as just tips over the edge.
0: Gets St. Kilda what
1: they want. To get St. Kilda what they want. (laughs) And. Stays just above that so that they're not paying way too much for him because Gresham's probably just qualifying for, uh, say, $700,000 a year. It's a fair. Gets him um, the
0: first round, which would be about what. Yeah, pick, 13,
1: four well, hours. 14, or an end-of-first-round picks the next category, which yeah. is what you need to be in the f- top 15%, I think, of players in this ranking system they've got. He's relatively young, so he gets a, net a few more ranking points. I think he'd be 26, um, which would put him up in that upper echelon if it's a reasonable deal. It's also whether they want to do a two-year deal or um, do a longer-term deal and really commit to him, or they do a two-year deal at a higher price, which is what activates free agency compensation which is something they would be contemplating.
0: Well can you see a scenario where St Kilda match and then they have to go to a trade?
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see a scenario, I can also see a scenario where, but this, I don't think this will happen but it's possible that um, they the Bombers think well we can take him in the pre-season draft if you want to muck around heavily front end your deal they did that with the same manager, Matt Bain, with Jack Martin, St Kilda. Mm. Sorry, sorry uh, Carlton, Carlton did it while Soss was actually there. The only issue there was that the Gold Coast didn't have a great incentive to trade with uh, Carlton at that stage because they had so many picks um,
0: that anything that they were going well, they to get They wanted to make a statement back then, didn't they? Yep. Having lost so
1: I think, I think the... the uh, and Essendon, even as late as, say, um, uh, a few hours before we came on air here, was saying that they expected to lodge that paperwork today uh, being Thursday so we'll just see if anything happens in the
0: next little bit to our listener questions and the first one is from Aaron with Taylor Adams going and a pretty old midfield still are there any moves Collingwood might make to rejuvenate in there or do they think they've got enough midfield options internally for 2024 Uh, their plans for Finn McRae to get a run with Adams gone
1: yeah well I think the answer to that is the second part of the question. I think they think they've got enough midfield options internally to at least have a look at in 2024. So I think what they're thinking is obviously Pendlebury, side bottom, Mitchell, or particularly Mitchell and Pendlebury in that centre square are Dugowie. old. But they've got degoey yeah. and Nick Dacos, pretty high-quality players. And then they'll have a look at Finn McRae, Reef McInnes, um, Ed Allen, They've got players there that they really want to have a look at and see what they're like. They've just recontracted or they're going to Henry Carmichael. Um, These guys can either jump up next year, which will be about their third year in the system, or they can um, play some odd cameos, or they find that they're just not up to AFL standard and they're either traded or they um, get delisted. So... 2024 is going to be an interesting year for the defending premiers because they'll be trying to bring in these guys um, while winning games.
0: Yeah, and I mean Adams wasn't spending that much time in there as well. Not like a few years ago. He, he was getting phased out That's right. of that midfield. Hence so. the
1: reason he's gone, gone to Sydney really, apart from a three-year deal, the fact that he can play in the midfield
0: and they really see him as a midfielder. Yeah, well, at a club that needs him in the yeah. midfield a lot more than Collingwood. Absolutely. Listen a question from Edward. Are Geelong having a laugh in refusing pick 24 for Radagalia? Out of contract, twice asked for a trade, wasn't in their best 22 at the end of the season, failed as a forward and ruck, and only 20-odd games as a key defender, considering how well they've benefited from the go-home factor. Maybe it's time the Cats put away the entitlement and focus on the players' welfare. We'll take the last bit as a bit of a comment. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well... (coughs) I don't think the Cats could ever be accused of not focusing on players'
0: welfare. I think they've got a pretty good record of doing that. Well, they let Tim Kelly go home, didn't they?
1: Well, they held on to him for one year, but they mm. they did have they did um, trade him in, and they do have an ethos which is if you're a, <clears throat> and I think it's quite reasonable if you're um, a club that they're trading with, who are they? They are competing with, then like Port Adelaide in the top four. I mean, last year it wasn't the... Well, this season, just gone, it wasn't the case, but Port Adelaide last year, Collingwood last year, they think, well, why give them a, a free kick? We're going to have to trade um, and It was the same with Tim Kelly when he wanted to get back to West Coast. They were clearly a premiership contender, both clubs at that stage. Um, I think they're just bartering, really. They're not going to just hand him over, for pick 24, and they're going to have a look and see what Port Adelaide can do. Um,
0: Chris Scott is... He's a big fan, isn't he? Huge fan
1: of Radagalia. He'd be really disappointed to lose him. Um, but I think that <clears throat> most people who are having an observation of this from externally would think that Radagalia is quite entitled to go. He did ask last year. They were entitled to keep him. And uh, he put in a pretty good performance. Yeah, he gave a good year of service, did Good he, year yeah. of service. Didn't muck around. He's a really good character. He's popular at teammates he has taken a while to develop and they have put time into him he is getting a long-term deal off port adelaide but swings and roundabouts with this one um you get some players in you lose some players and uh geelong's built up a strong reputation of you know uh, trading away players for opportunity and still having that club or the player thinking that they've done them the right thing by them so i think that they'll come
0: to that conclusion at some point and Geelong's uh, hard stance on Radical leads us into the final listener question from Scott. If you had to rate each club's recruiting team from one being the easiest to 18th being the hardest to deal with when negotiating trades, how would you respond? Who do you think the easiest team to deal with? It used to be well, Geelong used to have a, have a pretty good reputation. Yeah, well, Geelong seems to have
1: got harder. Stephen Wells certainly uh, used to get deals done pretty fairly and quickly. And it's, I think it was, I I actually like that philosophy, but maybe I'm soft in that regard. Um, And it comes out, people know that when they're dealing with Geelong, that they're going to get what they get. I mean, the reputation, Essendon has always had that reputation, it's been hard to deal with. Um, Stephen Silvani's had a reputation as her. Pretty, a good pretty deal hard as to as deal, well, deal with, yeah. yeah. Justin Reed certainly didn't mind the negotiation process. It doesn't mean they're um, easy or hard. It's just different philosophies in some respects as to how you negotiate trades. Whereas Graham Wright, when he was at Hawthorne and now when he's at Collingwood, has also had a reputation for being let's just get the deal done.
0: Kiddie beats and Can uh, he beat some similar at the Swans. Absolutely. I remember under Paul Ruse, they got quite a few deals done very early, and I think Sydney were on the record as saying, "Why stuff around when you just." go in, get the business done. I mean, there's
1: so many things that you look at, the way the players feel about it and exiting and entering their club when it's done quickly and they don't have to go through all the angst of having to worry about it. There's also, I reckon it's really important, the good clubs have the recruiting manager have a large say in what's happening because they know what player they can potentially get or players at Mm. particular picks. So if you're quibbling about a picks that's three or four spots apart, yeah, I mean it's it's clear that you should do that at the top end of the draft when it's pick 1 to 10, but if it's in the 20s or the 30s, the recruiters have a pretty good handle on whether they're going to be able to get the sort of player they need into the club at a particular pick rather than wasting time over whether it's pick 32 or 36.
0: Yeah, and we do, and we do see on draft night when, when clubs try and get up the order, don't we, with the, with the in-night trading, so
1: yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to go through 1-18, but um, they're the ones that have got the reputation, certainly.
0: That's all we have time for today. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you head to theage.com.au afl for all the most up-to-date news and analysis throughout the trade period, including our live coverage from 9am each weekday. If you have a question, you can send it through via email to realfootypod at theage.com.au. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And join us again tomorrow for another trade update. We'll catch you then.